Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show on this Saturday, the day before Mother's Day. I'm Laurie Catton and Lynn, you're here with us. I am indeed. What's happening? What this week? We had so many things going on. You know, we saw, we ran into so many people that we knew and all over the place because we were all over the place. Uh Um, Like, you know what? Yes, but I didn't say that. Um, But anyway, um, we went to see, uh, and I'm hoping that people are still going to go because it was wonderful. We went to see Beautiful. Beautiful. And um, you're beautiful. We went to, uh, where do we go? Posh posh for before dinner. that and we had a we had a different meal there we didn't use do the usual full course meal no we all had smaller bites except I guess for your boyfriend your well husband yeah. had a full meal uh, well yeah but and that he, was a full meal man i know but what i don't understand is he he said he wanted the crab cakes i thought they were appetizers no there's but, a meal and they were they, they were Really, and he really good. enjoyed it. I could tell he did. He loves them. <clears throat> so we had he had the crab cakes. I had a salad with some chicken, and you had your own deal. Mm-hmm. You had they have a, a new on the menu. To, I guess it's heirloom. They weren't heirloom, but um, tomato. I don't care what kind because I love tomatoes good. with mozzarella and on a bed of arugula. And then I added. Um, they have capicola with it, but I took that off and asked them to put a piece of salmon, and it was delicious. Yeah, and it was huge. Yes, it was huge. That is really <clears throat> unusual for a, a portion. Oh, it was delicious. I'm sure. Really, it was. really. There, there's never been a time when we've eaten there that things are not up, like are always at the high level. Yes, always. And then Meyer ended up with with that favorite uh, sandwich, the BLT. that BL, salmon BLT. Right, salmon loved it. And you yes. had a, so yeah, we we were lighter, which mm-hmm. was a good thing. Yeah, we all we enjoyed had fun, it. Though. And so we didn't end up going over to the and feeling and feeling like you're going to explode. Except for Pat. Well, that's normal. But we had the play was, and of course, posh packs packs them in Tuesday through Sunday because. So listening to us, you'll hear it. You're listening on Saturday morning. There's still a Saturday mat and a Sunday a Saturday evening and a Sunday mat and a Sunday evening. So you have four more shots at um, going to see it. So do yourself a favor and if you can. Go to the cultural center or call three four four one 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 and go in and go to see it. It's incredible. It's really wonderful. It was a wonderful story, which I didn't realize all those things about her. I didn't either. Um, the music and how that. many songs they actually wrote and and other people sang. Um, so mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. it was wonderful. 
It was good. I really, really enjoyed it. I liked it, and I thought she really sounded like Carol King. Yeah. Her voice was, was very much like that. And having two daughters very early. I mean, finishing college, high school two years earlier, mm -hmm. 16, she graduated yeah. from high school. Um, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant lady. Mm -hmm. And she was the, the younger who played. I thought she did a wonderful job. I did, too. The, all, the whole cast was great. So go see it. Beautiful. It's the last wonderful. performance of Broadway theater for this season. So, yeah. Um, and, and we then, talked about we don't know what's coming up yet for no. next year. Mm -mm. Okay. They, I'm sure they know some of it, but I don't. Okay. Um, and we and saw a lot of people there. Yes, it was packed. We with have people. to say hi to um, uh, Lori and Frank Nacito. Mm -hmm. And um, we saw. Who, who, whom we saw at the end of our night. Yes. Right? Yes. And then we um, saw, we have to say a shout out to attorney Mickey McDonald. He was there. Yes, he was. And, and he was with the um, uh, Haggerty's, Matt and Chrissy and mm -hmm. and uh, Mrs. Haggerty. And we saw John Carney and Pat, Pat, Pat Barnes. And we talked to them. We saw them in two places. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> there were a lot of people. Yeah. And... Uh, Oh, I just had, oh, uh, Ida Castro. Yeah, with, Ida um, was there. Uh, uh, Dean Scheinman and Kelly. Yes. From um, yes. Kelly Scheinman from the medical college. Yes. Yes. And, um, why do I have this problem? Uh, Laura? Oh. What? Duchesse. Uh, oh, yeah, Duchesse. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see I Laura. Say her name. Yeah, both of them were there. And um, we just saw lots of people. And so it was nice to do a shout out there. And then where as, else as were we? As Lori Nacito said, we could do our, um, we could do a show, the show, our show right there since we were both there. And how about, <laughs> how about Frank um, outing Lori about her picture on the mural in Pittston? Oh, her, yes. Which we're going to have to see because I did not know that. Did you? I, no, I did not. <laughs> so no. go see Lori on the, on the mural, mm -hmm. downtown Pittston. Yeah. And wasn't there somebody else we said we ran into that listens to the show? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know, but it's it, it was good. I told you that Evie said she ran into a couple ladies who said they listen That's all the time, and we yes. told she heard it on the show that mm -hmm. Evie's um, roast was wonderful, which it was, which we talked about last week. I'm sorry, it was my straw. <laughs> I was I have ink all over my hands, and How I'm trying to. How did you get that? I from this pen, and I don't know why. I can't stand it. Anyway, so. <clears throat> What else? So, um, there's just nothing. I'm trying to think of other things that I know we did, and I don't know why. Well, you were away. I, yeah, but when I get here, I just have this thing like I don't remember. Uh, no, that was last week that I was away. I thought you had to go away again one night or go somewhere for a night. Or is that this week and you were telling me about something? Next week. Okay. Next week. Um, yeah, <clears throat> there were, I know we went some places, and and I remember see people saying that they were listening to the show, and it shocked me because I didn't really think that those people would be listening. But those <laughs> so to all of you out there who listen to the show, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yes, we do. And um, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about that I I think were interesting. When I was in the airport. Um, in uh, Charlotte, um, getting killing some time um, before I got the flight to Houston. This one uh, was very interesting because it was 
front cover of Money Magazine, which I haven't seen or picked up in probably 10 years. But the cover was something called the Millennial Money Whisperer. <laughs> and I, you know, the funny thing is, in my world, millennials are people that generally do not seek the services of a financial advisor. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is. And that's because they have uh, um, their, con not, not condition, that's probably too strong a word, but they're used to getting most of what they need online. So the use of what we call robo-advisors and people that are automated that you call an 800 number and you speak to them, you can get the support you might need uh, very inexpensively and that's all they really want. So the interesting thing that I thought about this cover article is this is a woman whose name is Vicki Robin, just like the bird. And she had no idea she'd become a millennial icon. The 72-year-old <laughs> co-author of the 1992 bestseller, Your Money or Your Life, was recuperating from a hip replacement early last year when a young man she'd met at a sustainability event months prior told her she was popular on a Reddit, R-E-D-D-I-T, forum about financial independence. Now, Reddit is one of those, uh, I forget what they call them, like a news group or something. I'm sure our listeners could probably straighten us out on this. But at the time, she was confined to the pullout couch of her uh, Whidbey Island, Washington living room and its view of the Cascade Mountains and Puget Sound. So she had plenty of time to explore the online community where, to her surprise, she discovered she was something of a celebrity. It was stunning, Robin says. I'm an elder in a community I didn't even know existed. I love it. Robin's fans belong to an impassioned, mostly millennial movement known online as the FIRE community. F-I-R-E, or simply FIRE. It's an acronym that stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. And adherents track down to the penny where their money goes, mindful of how much each purchase will really cost, with the idea that dollar amounts should be equated to hours of life energy, in Robin's words. So if you make $300 a day and you want to buy a $100 pair of shoes, you ask yourself, are those shoes really worth nearly a third of a day of your precious time on earth? Now, to me, this is it's a little too much for editorially. Me. I'm just yeah. saying this is bizarre. Like All right. Uh, as What's the first the time part to figure that crap. Uh, out? I don't know. As the first part <clears throat> of the acronym suggests, the goal of the movement <clears throat> is to gain financial independence, meaning you're no longer relying on paid employment to keep afloat. It's no coincidence that the ranks of the fire followers are spreading like well wildfire right now. <laughs> The stock market has been very good to investors in recent years, especially to those who understand the magic of compound interest. Unemployment, and now let me just say, again, editorially, okay. the magic of compound interest has nothing to do with returns on stocks themselves. That's more relative to bonds and fixed income. But so be it, the person obviously who wrote this is not financial planner so um, it, 
and the do-it-yourself spirit of a generation that can learn anything on YouTube, and you've got ripe conditions for a movement. What's more, we all know that a traditional retirement is a thing of the past. No one works for 40 years at the same company anymore and retires to a front porch with a gold watch and a pension to show for it. All true. So instead of tweaking the traditional model around the edges, these young people are saying, let's just blow up the whole concept of career and retirement and start from scratch. The Financial Independence subreddit has more than 350,000 subscribers around the world. A directory on the blog Rockstar Finance counts nearly 1,600 personal finance blogs, many dedicated to early retirement. Grant Sabatier, I'm pronouncing it the French, I don't know how he pronounces it, 20, uh, 32 years old, was living with his parents in 2010 and eking out a meager post-college existence when he came across the, her book, Your Money or Your Life. It completely changed my life and trajectory, he said. It is still my favorite book of all time. He says he's amassed a fortune of more than $1 million in five years, primarily through lucrative web design side gigs, founded Millennial Money, an online community dedicated to personal finance, education, and entrepreneurship. So I, I don't really understand whether there's a space here that doesn't quite say he was living with his parents in 2010, and then he read the book. So if he amassed this fortune of a million dollars, did he do it because he was still living at home with mom and dad? And wasn't paying expenses right, elsewhere. Right, yeah, right, right. I don't know. So anyway, I think it says that he got the money because he had this web design side gigs and founded Millennial Money, an online community, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So say Robin is an unlikely financial guru is an understatement. She didn't spend any time on Wall Street. She seems more inclined to pass along her favorite kombucha recipe than the name of a favorite mutual fund. Now, this is the line I like. She speaks not in the empathetic bursts of Susie Orman. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in the melodic voice, she uses to sing soprano in a local choir. Her look these days is golden girls chic. And while she would seem to be like uh, a blast to live with, she lives alone above two tenants whose rent more than covers her housing expenses. She hasn't worked for a traditional paycheck in 50 years. After stints as an actress in a film production in New York City, she parlayed an inheritance at age 23 into a modest income that sustained a groovy 1970s lifestyle in which she lived in an intentional community, which is kind of like a commune, but less marginalized and more centered around mutual values. She taught herself practical skills from auto repair and hunting to making booze from dandelions. Uh, a do-it-yourself strategy to become self-reliant by acquiring know-how that will enable her to tread lightly and travel cheaply through life. Oh, it's good for her. It's fascinating. We are, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. 
Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am uh, managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm dedicated to the special needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And... So Mother's Day is approaching tomorrow when you're listening to us. So um, I was just on the phone before we came into tape. And who was I talking to but none other than Miss Nottigill Martin, one of my dearest friends and your dearest friends. As a matter of fact, I was about to say to her, Lynn just said, we haven't been with the Gilmartins in a long time. Let's do something. And then we got sidetracked. So I'll tell her when I go back. Okay. But we were talking and I said, I will be in because, you know, I have to get a couple things for Mother's Day. So I said... I, I'm going to make a big, uh, let's just talk nice about Nod and Company and that beautiful store of theirs on the corner of Marion and, and Kapaus. Yeah. And they do a wonderful job and they have so many pretty little things, all point all up at price points that you can get for your mom. Stop in if you haven't been over. Again, I, it's always so important to shop small and local if you can. So if you think about it and you're they're open all day, as you're listening, um, think about go over and grab something nice if you're thinking of somewhere to go. That's that's where I will be going, Lynn. Just so mm-hmm. you know, to get a few of the things. Actually, I have a. Um, do you know that Daisy pin I wear? That ten pin. So I got both of them because I have two at Nada, and there isn't a day that I don't that I wear that that somebody doesn't compliment mm-hmm. me. So I said to my to her pick. Do you have some pins? And she said she has some really neat ones. Not that she has those necessarily, but she has um, some good. I love pins. I know you do. You have tons of them. And I thought, I'm going to. So she said, yeah, I'll pull a few for you. But they have everything. I mean, scarves I get, whatever you want. So, and I have my Christmas gifts still there. What? Yes. Well, from Mrs. Barbetti and Meyer, um, they bought me lamps. And it was, you know, how icy that I was afraid yes. to carry. So they said, well, we'll leave them here. So I have to pick. <laughs> okay. <sighs> and they're really cool. They have, um, they're like a, you know, a regular, like, um, what would you call jug bottom? And mm-hmm. it has two pomegranates on each side, like chunky. And the base is like a yellowish color. And then the, there's like green leaves and the pomegranates are like a real pretty cranberry. They're, they're beautiful. Nice. So, yeah, so I have to get there. So big shout out to our friends at Nada and Company. And we have to say hi to Katie and to Michael, too, not just Nada, because right. it's run by all three Gilmartins. That's right. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, Mike Gilmartin and I every Sunday take the quiz in the newspaper. You know how they... Uh, yes, he does. Every The two of us, we take it every <laughs> single week, and then we report in Sunday morning what our scores are. Okay. So the last several weeks I've been getting, I've been, it's 10, 10, there's 10 questions and I've been getting nine of them. I've only been getting, a couple weeks in a row I was getting hundreds and then. Uh, then you um, slacked off, Yeah, girl. I'm only getting 90%. Oh, and gosh. annoys the heck out of me. But so, yeah, we like to do those. We're probably the only two who do <laughs> that become competitive, you know. Yeah. But it's fun. And you have to read the newspaper. Yes. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I, you remind me of uh, something that um, 
Patrick always says to me every night when I get into bed, I usually prop up the pillows and I have a, a crossword puzzle book mm -hmm. and I do those just to empty my brain, you know, so I can go to sleep. And every time he says to me, why don't you do the New York Times crossword puzzle? Yeah. I said, well, I don't really feel like that kind of mental stress right now to try to really, it's, it's a, I like the easier one so I can just get it done and I say thank you. So he said to me, well, you know, my friend Bill Haight and I did the crossword puzzle every morning on the way into Manhattan. I love it. And he said, and I did it in ink. I said, oh, oh isn't he a feisty one? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, nice. So did you, he, do you ever do the New York Times? I do, I do. But See, I, 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 can't I can't get a past Wednesday. I can't even imagine doing harder. crossword puzzles because they're, they, I just, mm -mm. well, I think I've it's done like them. my question of the day with Alexa that I ask every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yes. and I love that because it really does. You have to think about it. And I love when I know the answer before she even gives me the, the, the four. Mm -hmm. I love well, it. Well, my grandfather used to do it. Um, what, when, the New York Times? No, he used to do crossword puzzles, and I don't remember where he got them from, but he always had that, and he had crossword puzzle dictionaries because oh they you, you would get the clue, put the yeah, clue in, and, and look for the answers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I still have some of them with his name in them. You know, he wrote his name in them, and it's just so funny because I realized that's where I started doing it. I never thought about... You know, crossword puzzles were just something we did. And then every Sunday when we get the crossword puzzles in the Scranton Times. Uh -huh. But we used to have the Scrantonian. Right. And the, the Tribune. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, right. Yeah. So, or whatever that was. So there were two of them and it would be a, a fight to see who got the crossword mm -hmm. puzzle first. Well, you know, <laughs> Meyer does the jumble all the time. He yes. can look at the words and figure them right out. Oh, I Where think that's I great. go, what I do is I go to the answer. I go to the... The, the answer part like it'll tell you you it gives you the question and you have to get the answer so I usually can figure out the answer and go backwards to do the words where he does the words and then figures out the answer yeah. I do the answer first and work backwards that's whatever it is it's uh -huh. so good for your brain yes it is very good as a matter of fact I was the other night I thought let me look at it now and I thought to myself no I don't have the mental ability today to, <laughs> like you know because it, it really it's taxing it, trying to figure no matter what of those word games yeah or puzzles you, you got to use your brain I think and if I you're not in the mood eight of them on my um, phone oh you do see I don't eight have any of ones. that I should do and that. I just do that because it just you know, it's just mindless. It, well, it isn't, but it, it isn't, is. But it gets harder yeah. and harder when you get through these things. Um, the easy ones in the beginning make you feel really good. Then as you progress, they get more and more difficult. Mm -hmm. But it's fine. You know, I it's a challenge, and I like doing it. And again, I said this because it What I would love to know about people who excel at crossword puzzles. Yeah. Like, is their lexicon as good as their ability to answer those questions? You know what I mean? Because some people use beautiful words and yes. they can use them properly. I wonder if they speak in the words that they know the answers to in those puzzles. Because a lot of those no. those words are tricky. No, I would say no. There are a lot of They're words. They're better spellers than anything, do you well, think? Well, it's not even spellers. They're just after you do crossword puzzles so many years, there are certain words that always pop up that I know what the clue is. I know what the answer is. I don't know what either of them mean. 
you know, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You just learn that when you see that that clue, you know what the answer is. But I don't know what either of them mean. So it's not anything that you. I don't say that you would incorporate most of that into your ordinary vocabulary. But there are words that clearly, you know, it's a stretch. It moves things out. I love that when people use like when I read. Maureen Dowd's columns, mm -hmm. I will underline a word that I have no idea what it means. And I will go, I will Google the word just so that I, and I try to use it in my own mind in a mm -hmm. sentence so that even if I'm not going to use it, I understand what the word means because she uses some million dollar words. Do you yes, ever she read does. her column? I do. I love her. Yeah, there's and another guy. And she really guy. does. What's his name? Um, Tom Freeman. Yeah, he's good. He's very good. Mm -hmm. He has great command of the language. But there's another guy. Um, I Frank can't think Bruno? Of no, he's um, he's also on television as a commentator, and he has a an amazing command of the George language. George Will? He's good. Yeah, but <laughs> well, this, this guy's like uh, green something. Uh, it's, I can't think of his last name. Uh, but I've seen him around all the time. He's just really good. Yeah. And I loved it. And the other person, I think, has a really, really good a way of writing. It's not necessarily command of the language, but the ability to put concepts together and um, use a lot of the language is um, Chris Kelly in Scranton Times. Oh, yeah. He really does a great uh -huh. job. I love to read his columns. Yes. So, yeah, he's good. There we are. Sometimes any of those columns, though, sometimes you get a little, you know, it's your own, their own take on something oh, yes. and it's spun in that direction. Yeah. Like, uh, one thing I don't like that's being done a lot with that is, is the bashing of the, um, the lack of a piece, somebody who has a GED. I don't think they, uh, just in general, you know, some of the stuff lately with Bob Lesh and some of the stuff and then pointing that out. Like, you never know why somebody had to leave school and then oh, well, yeah. get a, a GED or mm -hmm. Bob Sheridan speaking of that when he used to be on it. Like, I would never make fun of, regardless of what they are, or look down on people because I know many people who have and have succeeded beautifully in spite of that. Yep. Not having it and getting it. So I, I just don't like to to go there. <sighs> yeah. That's all. But okay. that's just me in my own little corner in my own little chair. <laughs> that's the Silver Cinderella. Do you want me to sing it? Uh, I can sing it with you. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's but one of my most favorite. Oh, it was the with first Leslie movie. Ann Warren? Yes. Yes, and Alan Quartermain from yeah. General Hospital yes. was the prince. Yes. That was one of my those step that, that wicked stepmother and the sisters were horrible. Yeah, they were. And then they were all trying to, you know, get in on after her on her good you know her good fortune. Good fortune. They yes. were in on it. I, yeah. Um and speaking of that coming up the royal wedding next week, next oh, Monday yeah. when is it? Next Saturday. Saturday, Saturday morning at seven o'clock our time. Yeah the nineteenth it's seven o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's why a couple of places are holding brunches to celebrate. Uh, well, it's an American marrying a prince. It's cool. 
so it is. It's just like, such a, we've done that before. What? Wasn't she called Princess Grace? Of yes, <laughs> she was, and I love it. I love uh, her. Well, anyway, we're, we're going to, yes, uh -huh. yes, East Falls area, as a matter yes. of fact. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening this morning to the Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right up next with attorney Barbara J. O'Hara. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. How are you today? <clears throat> Good. How are you? Good. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company that I just started a couple of years ago called Women of Substance, LLC. It's designed to take care of the special needs of baby boomer women in the world of financial planning. I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business and with us is our guest expert attorney Barbara J. O'Hara who is a partner with Hughes Nichols and O'Hara and Drinker Street 1421 is it Barb? Drinker yes. Street East Drinker Street in Dunmore Barb has been practicing family law at the end of this year will be 38 years so she knows a thing or two because she's think. seen a thing or two oh! <laughs> That so was good. cute. We just won't say who that was for. Um, okay. Do, 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 <laughs> um, so, hi, Barb. Hi, how are you? Mm. Wonderful. How are you? Good, good. Always nice to be here. We love when you're here. So, so Barb, that seat. Look at that, Lynn. Look. I know. That's it's okay. okay. Look at it's Lucas fine. is giving me the look when I said it. He's it's in there fine. going, just what, is there a problem with the seat? It's fine. It's, it's giants fine. can fit on these seats in here today, can't they? Yeah, I think so. But anyway, go ahead, Barbara. We're am. sorry. I know. That, you're that's cute. Okay. So the topic of the day is what's the perfect age to get married at? Oh, and is I there a did perfect some age? research. The research says twenty-six. No, oh and their God. rationale is the statistically, people who get married in their teens are very likely to divorce. Mm -hmm. People who get married over thirty-five, your chances of divorce increase five percent every year after thirty-five. Because you're too set in your ways. Well, I think there's a decent, that's a very valid argument mm -hmm. that you become set in your ways. Mm -hmm. And that you should know that, Lynn. I do. Okay. So that, <laughs> let's face it, you know how you want to live and you start living with someone else and they they think everything you do is stupid and you <laughs> start criticizing each other level is I think the yeah absolutely right? yeah. and i think in your in your your mid 20s you're more receptive to that mm -hmm. and more receptive to you know you were raised that anybody who uses colgate toothpaste is stupid and here you are marrying a guy who, who uses, uses colgate, colgate toothpaste, toothpaste. Mm -hmm. and now why would you do that uh -huh. you know can i just chime in when i yes. first got married my um, husband bought sheer laundry detergent to do the laundry which of course we only used all in my family oh, and my no. whole wait my i used it because i thought okay but yeah. i my whole body broke out with tiny little red i was allergic to it so oh. i said i'm sorry i have to go to what and it, it, but it's it's that simple i mean those are the things you're used to and now right. you're combined right. and you're trying to figure out who's the right one and i think you get married in your mid-30s or 40s you can always say, hey, I did fine exactly. before him or after uh, or you have before more ability her, to do that, that you say, I could be autonomous mm -hmm. and I don't really need this. Right. And it, you get into a, a bad place and you're more likely to leave. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what the statistics say mm-hmm. for very young and, and what's the and age older. of sta- what's the percentage of staying together at 26 getting married did they no, have that no they basically said that 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 was the perfect age okay. according to well, this. i was 25 really and i was 26 were you yes right on the money. Yeah. And, right and on lynn, the money. we know lynn how old were you 48 <laughs> wow okay. so you're defying the odds <laughs> haven't i well, always yeah. <laughs> that's kind of my story of my life mm-hmm. yeah but what do you think about that anecdotally with with your even today they say that and, even today wow yeah it's interesting I mean, when this, I, how old your daughter barb my she, daughter got married at 24 and she's now 28 okay, okay. Yeah. yeah and my son's getting married at 31 Oh, actually, he'll be 32 by the time mm. he gets married in September. See that? So, yeah. But what day is he getting married? September 22nd. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm i going to a wedding on September 15th, my birthday, which I think is really cool. But then I found someone Big party. else said same thing. They're getting married. Well, they're, they're out in Utah, so I ain't going out there. But it's just interesting when people say September wedding, that weekend is always the prime weekend because it's the weekend after Labor Day Mm -hmm. and everybody's ready to settle back into the, and it's still beautiful weather. Yes, it is. So it's it's a good time, but it is a good um, time. uh, Anecdotally, to answer your question, when I look back at the people that um, are divorcing or are divorced, that that, that has occurred during the time that they were clients, I can't say that there's um, anything that follows that because most all of these people were married in their 20s mm-hmm. and there are some that are very happily married and been celebrating 40 and 50 years together and others they're, they're on their third marriage mm-hmm. but or, they all got married around the same time right so. you know how that old line is that marriage is like a diamond in the beginning you're as close as you can be and through changes and kids and everything else you're as far apart and after they start they leave and things start you start coming back together do you find in your practice that most of the divorces happen within that stretched out the biggest part of the widest part of the diamond of someone's life or no to be honest with you you find it in each category so you have some people that 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 truly happens and and you can well understand that you have all the demands of of taking care of young kids and and how difficult that is and just the physical strain of it all trying to work and try and juggling kids and daycare and and all the activities and everything and you know it's kind of amazing that you stay married right and then you get through those years and you do see a lot of people kind of drift apart and actually now I'm seeing more and more of the gray divorce of kids are gone. I don't want to stay with them anymore. And I want to have, you know, the next two decades of my life being happy. Mm-hmm. So I see them in every category, to be honest with you. So, okay. um, so I don't, I don't know. So that leads me to the next question, the age old question of what's more important to find the right person or to be the right person and and what do you mean is the the question is is the the, uh, i remember this in high school and my kids my kids brought it up recently is it more important for you to find the right person or to be be the right person person? i get it yeah which means that you put greater expectation on the other person if you're the one who 
is looking for the right person, I yeah. think. Mm -hmm. And then otherwise, it's less expectation on you and more on the other. Or the opposite, however I just said that. But, but those... you do see a lot of people thinking, I'm looking for Mr. Right or, or yeah. uh, whatever. And then you look back and say, okay, fine, you've gone through a succession of guys. Nobody is right. So is the problem with the rest of the world? Or or do you look at your... You look at the denominator. Which, yeah. quite honestly, a lot of people don't have a lot of introspection. No. Or don't have a lot of... Um, ability to look at their life and their patterns in mm -hmm. their life of looking at this and saying okay fine i always go for this kind of a guy number one is that kind of a guy good for me do i marry the same guy same type of guy and that's you know among divorce attorneys we see that all the time where mm -hmm. you marry the same kind of guy mm -hmm. and i had one client that married this the same guy in the same kind of plaid shirt and you look at this and say not only does he look alike he dresses alike and and here we are again yeah you do find i i can say that i think the two people like of recent that i'm with are totally different people wouldn't you agree oh well i so i did yeah but then again i always think it's what you do with that like giving yourself that break between being with someone is like you know those people who can't not can't be, be with a man or a woman right. so they don't give themselves that space alone between right. a breakup or a divorce yeah and i think it's crucial that they, you do they're that. serial daters serial daters, and they, yes. they just keep yeah. keep dating and mm -hmm. we um, also know serial daters who are married too <laughs> well <laughs> true go there. that's really not what uh -huh. i would but i remember some wise woman saying to me once when she was choosing between two men that she chose one because the other one was too easy she didn't think it was hard enough and that's what a very straight being that. with the one that was easy that it, it shouldn't be that easy it, you needed to struggle oh, a little okay so why why present that challenge to yourself I, that's what I'm exactly what I'm saying. How bizarre is that comment? Mm -hmm. Life doesn't have mm -hmm. to always be hard. And I sometimes know, when a relationship what... is hard, it, it it's not a good relationship for you. But you do see people that keep challenging themselves. Right. And you say you're trying to fit a, a square peg in a round, a round hole, hole here. Right. And this doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. you look at that. Yeah. So, so over I'm... the many, many years since I remember this conversation in high school of, um, you know, be the right person or find the right person. And I went to Catholic high school and <laughs> it was a conversation. That everything. And, right. you know, my 16-year-old mind versus my much more mature mind, you look at that and say, I think it's a little of both. Because you see people that maybe they found the right person, but they weren't mature enough or they, they you know, were going through a tough time themselves, either <clears throat> drug-wise, you know, addiction-wise, or that they weren't mature enough or whatever, and they met a wonderful person, but then screwed up with the relationship because they, they weren't mature enough themselves. <clears throat> right. And so you, you look at all these things, and I think it has to be a combination of the two of being the right person but also finding finding somebody good for you what's the matter no there's I, something you're thinking about no i'm not i'm just thinking it's right you're right you're probably right about it. i i just it's so i'm so now like not like when i when you think about everyone who wants to get married and that's it's like oh god and yet it's so such a way of life 
I'm missing this. <laughs> no, it's just my tainted. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, thought process on marriage. That's all. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it I is have, still there. <laughs> I have, regardless of what I say. I have <laughs> a client. Well, the, the poor man is gone now. He's passed. Uh-huh. But um, he was married four times. Oh, geez. And every time he would go through the divorce, he would say, "I'm never doing this again." Uh-huh. And then every I'd get, client of mine says that. Oh yeah, and then and then I get a phone call six months later. I met the most wonderful woman. Yeah. I said, "Are you serious? Do I need to take you out and beat you but up?" Why or something? do they have to get married? Why I, is that's that the, the logical point? Next I don't step? know. Because there's a romanticism about. That. I about marriage, you mean? Yes. Okay. And, we'll and be had, married, had we'll be children, happy, and it'll with be better. Oh, so he's got three families, oh, oh. <laughs> multiple generations, yes. and decades. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, just, that's a challenge there. to support everybody. It certainly yeah. is. Yeah. That's and a impossible. challenge for you as a financial advisor <laughs> oh, to say, gosh. okay, we have babies, yes. we have kids in college, and we have grandchildren. And we have grandchildren. Yes. <sighs> How do we do all this? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Blows and fishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the best answer. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. Because really and truly, you look at all this and say, there's only so much money. Yes. And there's only so much you're going to be able to do with that. And you keep having children in, in you know, with multiple spouses. Uh, you're well, placing a lot of, of pressure on yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, when do you retire? Well, mm. if you're, if you're continuing to have, have babies when no. in your 50s and 60s, don't expect that. No. And then, you know, everybody gets a piece of that retirement plan right. when they go through the divorce. Yes. So every time he gets some <coughs> steam, some momentum going in his investing in 401k plans, oh, he has it, some gets steam zapped. Oh, right. <laughs> it gets zapped. Yeah. We're still in the financial, right? Yeah, yeah we're in the financial piece. Never <laughs> Sorry, mind Sorry, my mind goes in other um, directions. So, but... No, but the point is that it just keeps going on and on and on. And every woman that he marries is significantly younger than mm-hmm. the one before. And they all want to have kids. Right. So he, oh, sure. Instead of yeah, saying, right, hey, wait a minute. Maybe I shouldn't be looking for a woman whose biological clock is ticking. Nope. Maybe I should be looking he, for someone I think it's more that's his. beyond that. More his. Oh, okay. Well, Barb, you know, how does it someone get in touch with you if they're interested in talking I, to you? Uh, <laughs> My phone number is 570-344-7171. I practice family law in Lackawanna, Luzerne, Wayne, Wyoming, and Susquehanna. Yay, and happy Mother's Day to you, Happy Mother's Day. And happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers who are mothers, who act like mothers, who stepmothers, who believe they're mothers, whoever you are. Happy Mother's Day to all of you. And to my mother, Ann Cadnar, and I love you, Mother. Happy Mother's Day. And to my mother, Agnes O'Hara, who's 94 years old. And now that she's in her 90s, we're allowed to say her age. Okay. So she's very proud of being 94. And Lynn, I saw Shirley going to call me Shirley. I know. Love it. Very nice. Well, enjoy. Have a good weekend. Be safe. And please be nice. Bye. Bye -bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.